It's a Monday, June the 19th, and you're t- talking to the Lakeland Sports Guys. I'm Tom Carroll. We got Chris Cox sitting over here next to me. The coach stands by me in the house at Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. Glad to have you along for the ride. Got a lot to talk about. We got uh, PGA Golf. We'll get into that uh, a little bit with the U.S. Open. And uh, a lot of controversy going on as to uh, the atmosphere that was uh, presented down there. So we'll get into that and a few other things, uh, as well as talk about uh, Rory McIlroy and also uh, Wyndham Clark. The battle that went on between them on Sunday was a good one as well. Um, you look at uh, Post 20, they were in action again on Thursday. We'll dive into that a little bit. And we've got uh, what coaches uh, are filling in quickly now over uh, – on the South Carolina High School League football. So we've got awesome. uh, closest awesome. changes and tell you what's <laughs> open. There aren't there aren't a lot open anymore. There were, what, eight last time we checked in? So last year, um, yeah. we'll dive back down into that and see exactly what's going on. And, of course, we've got uh, what's going on on the TV right now with <laughs> Tennessee and Stanford happening in an elimination bracket uh, as far as the College World Series goes on. Virginia's out, folks, uh, as far as the ACC goes. They just uh, couldn't cut the mustard. They, they ran into a buzzsaw on... On, uh, on Friday, and then uh, uh, you look at what happened to them on Sunday. It was, it was just they just couldn't recover. Not enough hits. Pitching was fairly decent, but uh, maybe what we're looking at here, we're already two nuts in here, and Stanford looking to put a couple more runs on the board here. But so, oh man, College World Series, we're we're evening down. I like I said, Jim still was supposed to be here. Maybe he'll walk in a little bit later. Maybe he'll call. <laughs> uh, so we can see how his bracket is because everybody does – we do want to know how his bracket is. And so um, right off the bat, we get breaking news from you know, from Carolina if you want me to break it real quick. Break it um, real quick. Like I said, Justin Parker goes to Mississippi State as, a, as our pitching coach, so we need a pitching coach. And Mark Keeson goes to Liberty to Liberty to pick up Matt Williams. So Matt Williams is a new pitching coach at the University of South Carolina as a couple hours ago. So I didn't even know that, that Justin Parker was leaving, but he's in Stark Vegas. And uh, so we bring in a guy like uh, Matt Williams to come in and fairly young guy and fairly, probably what we need in Columbia, a little bit of different change in pace. So A little more oomph or a, a little more excitement, I guess, huh? Yep. Haley's yeah. the front four. So when you come in, be careful as you walk in, Jim, still don't come running. <laughs> well, uh, let's talk about the College World Series and what's going on right now. Game one, uh, you couldn't ask for more fun <laughs> than what happened with TCU and Oral Roberts. Uh, matter of fact, TCU was up, what, 5-2? to two, five to, Yeah, it was 5-2. to two, And uh, that was in the ninth inning. And then Oral Roberts just comes back and absolutely dominates the top of the ninth inning in order to take a 6-5 lead in TCU. Uh, they closed them out fairly easily in that one. 6-5, Or Roberts goes on to win in that one. And that that was an exciting ball game. And it got it got everybody excited for the College World Series. I was going to ask both of y'all, best game so far, that so, I, so far. so far that we've seen. I mean, we've seen some good ones. Um, but like I said, that was a I mean, the, the Wake Forest Stanford game was a good game, good game. also. But yeah. and well, the Vir- talk, Virginia we, Florida game came yep. down to, went the same way as the TCU yeah. Oral Roberts, and then the Oral Roberts game last night yep. with uh, Florida. I mean, <laughs> how do you hit a two run inside the park home run and still lose the ball game? I mean, <laughs> you know. But it, we talked about it off the air. There have been more runs scored after the sixth inning than there have been before. So if you Stanford, you got a two nothing lead. Uh, you better stick some more runs on the board because it 
this Tennessee team's going to come back and get you if you don't. This was a pitching match that we were talking about yeah. with Dollinger for Tennessee and Matthews for for Stanford. But, of course, now Matthews has not pitched uh, yet. He'll come in and pitch here in a little bit. But um, he's a kid that had the huge game, what was against Texas, where he threw 100 and – I mean, it wasn't Stan pitching something. Pitches. Something and Stan's like right. If he threw 156, he threw 256 probably. But it's all a warm-up thing. <laughs> so, but anyway, like I said, he's had a weekend off to, to rest up, relax. And uh should be a really good game this afternoon. And like I said, they've really done what they need to do is just add a couple runs up on the board early on Tennessee. Well, I mean, there's been some great defense that played here too. And, and I'll have to give it to the umpires. They've gotten more right. They've been a lot of – let's review that play at first where it was bang, bang. And the umpire's getting it right. And so, uh, great defense. Play. And the thing that I have to keep reminding myself is I'm watching this game, and, you know, you got a 18-year-old freshman pitcher that's throwing at 105 miles an hour, and you're like, do what? <laughs> and, then, you know, you don't hear of any of these five. Yeah, I think there's one or two probably five-year seniors, but most of them are freshmen, sophomores, and juniors, and these are 18, 19, 20-year-olds that are playing like they should be already in the majors. And I think they said they had the top eight of the top ten first-round picks are playing in this tournament. Mm -hmm. So uh, you'll get to see some pro prospects if you just turn, tune in to any game, and there's you're bound to see one or two. Yeah. But, Stan, it's almost like when they when these pitchers do go and they move up to the next level, which is, is major yeah. league, it's like they lose a little something. I don't know if it's the coaches get in there and start messing with them and start trying to adjust with some of their timing and with their pitches and stuff like that. Change, Try to add another. Generally, it's try to give them a gimmick pitch, which I don't like. If you got a guy yeah. like Stan says throwing 112 miles an hour, don't worry about a dang curveball ball for this guy. Let them hang on to just strike his tail out every time. Yeah. Well, that's like, you know, Spencer uh, with the Braves right now. He's, he's got two pitches. He's got his fastball and he's got the slider <laughs> to go along with it. And I'm sure he's been working on the curve. He's also got the off, you know, the, the changeup to go along with that. So really three pitches he's got. But for the most part, yeah, if you, you know, you can come in with a, a decent pitch that's your bread and butter. I'd stay with it. Sneaker said he's got Strider with the slider. Well, well and, <laughs> and that's what and, you better worry I think, about. I think it was. <laughs> The LSU game the other night when Skeen was pitching and he was throwing, you know, fastball after fat. But when they they keep the pitch count, you know, and he was up to about 80-something pitches and the guy says, well, he's thrown 45 fastballs and 40 change-ups and the percentage of strikes was just off the chart. You know what I'm saying? This kid's pitching with two pitches. You leave man, and, and you know, <laughs> and he's into the eighth inning, and, you know. But then you see some guys. I mean, they just got some of these sinkers that are going. The bottom's just falling out of it. Uh, I think they said Skeen's fastball had 13 inches of movement on it. The plate's only 17 inches wide. <laughs> it's only yeah. Uh... So he's starting to think. You know, it's, you might be a right-handed batter, and it's starting outside your hip. Next thing you know, it's on the inside corner, and you're saying, do what? He threw 123 <laughs> the other night. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, he threw 123. Quite a few. That's kind of what you worry about, though. I mean, you worry about your strong, strong arms, and the kid from Florida seems to just get better and better and better. Well, and the thing I like about with this college, they're, they're giving us a lot of stats that you don't normally see. I mean, this, yeah, anytime anybody hits a home run, they give – the 
velocity, the exit velocity of the ball coming off the bat, how how far it went and all that. But even on some of the base hits now, they're giving you the exit velocity off the bat. And they had one the other night, the ball left the bat at 131 miles an hour. Now, I don't want to be a pitcher and a guy hits a, has a ball coming off the bat faster than I threw it at him. I don't want to be on third. At, and it's coming at my head or my third baseman, you know. But these cats are just making the plays like they're just routine plays like, oh, well. They are nowadays. I mean, like I said, these guys, any of these guys playing right now in the College World Series, they're ready for the next level. You're not going to see many of these guys going, being sent down to single A or double A or triple A. These are guys are going to play. Paul Skeen's going to go to wherever, whoever drives Paul Skeen from LSU, he's going straight into that, you know, to that major league baseball team. So. <laughs> but then you got some of these cats, you got to watch the hairstyles because some of them may be playing for the Savannah Bananas and I'm working on some, it, of, the, some of these other guys. Ringling you know. Brothers and Bailey's. I'm yes, working on yeah. <laughs> The Kipper Wake the other night, which was surprising to me because Wake's an academic university yeah. and has strict standards on, like, hair. And, I mean, he's got, like, just a head full of hair. And, I mean, he's out there pitching his butt off and – did, like, the, did the hat stay on? I don't know. No, remember. it didn't. It kept coming off his head. <laughs> I, I feel the problem, man. I don't have like the bushy hair, but like I said, I'm trying to get banana look. So <laughs> I may turn into a banana for what's over but I mean my my making bacon ain't bacon doing a whole lot doing yet. A whole so lot, yeah. The bananas are all over the place in the news. So well, that's that uh, new league that they're in by themselves. They're so. having fun with that, though, they with, are. The, with the egos and the whatever yeah. fried eggs and so <laughs> Funnily. All right. Well, we've got a, a big game that's going to come up tonight. As a matter of fact, Wake Forest taking on LSU. This this one could get interesting because Wake Forest has been putting up some numbers, um, you know, earlier already. They went three two over Stanford um, that they had, uh, but during the regular season, I mean, they were winning by five six runs. They're going to have to put them up tonight. Yeah, I, I think I may have picked Wake, and I I liked them for the pitching, but to well, beat LSU, you got to score eight runs. Here again, one of the uh, stats that was given him, uh, it might have been a post-game or pre-game show, LSU leads Division One in runs scored per game for the year. Number three, Wake Forest. Yeah. <laughs> Wake could, Forest has got the pitching, you know, I mean, LSU. LSU's got scheme. And after that, you don't know who they're going to throw, but – the guys seem to get the job done. It just they they're rising to the top out here in Omaha, and you're getting the best efforts. And it's it's going to be quite the game tonight, starting at seven o'clock. Yeah, that should be fun. But the one I'm ra- waiting for is what's going to happen tomorrow afternoon at two. It's a rematch, TCU and Oral Roberts. Yep. That, that's that's, that's going to be, be a good ball game. And if they're it throwing is. the same pitchers at and, each other, yeah. they and I, you would think. <laughs> More than likely, not going. More than, they are. I would think they would be because this is an elimination. I don't, I don't yeah, know if they would or not. I, I think you might start somebody different because the batters have already seen this. You can't one time. Yeah, you might bring him in early and maybe get some long mid relief out of him. But you start from the. I think they're going. I think we're going to see some different cats pitching. I think Oral Roberts, I think he brings his boy out. I think the boy that pitched in the first so. game, I think that's who pitches them. I'm going to tell you why. They had trouble hitting him. It was the the middle relief in that, that game. game it ends up 6-5. Right. That's where the TC was able to score a couple of runs. But those first three or four innings, they couldn't already touch that ball yeah. at all. He was throwing that fastball. He throws like a rise ball, which I, I like this team. But 
Um, and like I said, you see, they still on slippers still on that put. I'm not taking them <laughs> off to get beat out. Um, but like I said, Wake Forest is still probably my favorite. I mean, they've been one for most of the year. They they're they're a good baseball team, really good coach. Uh, both teams. I mean, you're you're there now, so why not just go out and play ball? So well, we're in for a, a, a good week of baseball. Let's just hope the rain. I mean, the uh, weather's better, better there than better here here. because so I think, far in Hansburg, so. I think we're going we're going to have some nasty weather here, but. Yeah, well, the one long. thing I've noticed, too, and uh, when these guys come up to bat, when are they going to start wearing football uniforms? <laughs> I mean, they're almost there now, you know. They got the pad on top of the foot. They got the the soccer shin guard guarding the ankle and the shin. <laughs> then they got an elbow pad that runs from the wrist up. And then some of them got the pad on the hand. And they got, yeah, and, they and of course you got your batting helmet. I understand that, but <laughs> when did we and incorporate? Then, and then they they got the oven mitt stuck in their back pocket, That's what, and they got two batting gloves on. And I'm thinking, Dad Gum, you know, we used to be lucky if we had one batting glove. <laughs> what it, what is a sliding glove for? I, I, I it's <laughs> supposed to it's supposed to make it so it's easier. Uh, well, you get the benefit of the doubt when you slide into the bag. It's a, so the umpire can see it. All right, you you got that, and then you got this world championship belt that you wear around your waist. You know who started that, by the way? Your baseball coach at Clemson. He started letting the, the Michigan kids wear those little belt things around uh-huh. them that looks like wrestling weight championship belts. And it, it just stuck, and now everybody's got them, and I think that's another one of my pet peeves. What between, do you need it Between for? all those, and then you got the catcher there with an earpiece in his ear. <laughs> You've got the, the pitcher up there with a – Basically, a watch on his arm, and he's looking at at that, and I'm like, gracious, won't you just baseball's give, not baseball you just, like me and you yeah, play. Yeah, won't you just give the pitcher an earpiece yeah, and just tell him and tell the catcher what you want. I and mean, that's the way they know. got they got both the catcher and the pitcher, yeah. you know, on the, yeah. on the pitch so, count. I mean, so. it's, that's when Tom Carroll comes in with some kind of a electronic device that just can – yeah, heck, just take a, just think a thing from the Astros bang on a trash can yeah, once yeah, or twice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, just do something. I just, it's just been amazing watching what's, what's stuck in baseball now that I just, I couldn't imagine. Because, I mean, I'm sure I'd be wearing a little bit weight belt, too, and all the other stuff. But, but then you that just, slide mitt just is it just befuddles me to see because now when you're at first you got a whole new slide you get there you got to get down like you're fitting to run the 40 or something and then you got to turn your body and get ready like you're doing getting ready to jump into a luge or something and then you got to put the thing out here like you're actually going to get extra traction when you start moving that pin around that's on your hand it's some i don't know Baseball has left me to the side. What well, and then, and then you look at just the batting helmet. So remember when we were growing up, I mean, you had a baseball cap. Yeah. And then you had basically a hard hat on top of that. Yeah. You didn't have these double ear pieces with a face guard going around the front. And, you know, some of these guys swing so hard and the helmet comes around, you can't even see them because they're looking out the ear hole. Well, if you're going to wear a hat like that, you ought to at least have it where it fits your head. How did we get into baseball fashion? Because <laughs> it's not. I don't know where it came from. I dug this rabbit hole. I got you one, though. I see you, a competitor, because Caroline, I, I noticed today on Facebook, she's in this uh, hot dog eating contest, and you are the man because that's you were paid by hot dogs by Post 20 and everybody else. There's your opponent. Look, she's already bowing up. She's ready for the hot dog eating contest. Uh, I think it was 25 last year. 17. 17. Oh, see, she's Good ready gosh. to go. So there you, you got go, what, Tom. A month to get ready. You for represent it. Lakeland Sports guys, and she's representing <laughs> Howard's, and we're going to be out here doing whatever. How many are you going to eat? 
Dang. Mm. I have 12 minutes. So that's like a dog and a half. Well, and you're not competing against the guys either, so mm. that's. No, it's all. I'm the only girl. That's oh. what I'm saying. She's. She is competing against the guys. Right. That's what I'm saying. So, okay, so she Y'all is. two will be battling it out. I'm just telling you. <laughs> when I saw her post on Facebook, I thought it was really cool because I thought, you know, if she is going to probably win the girl's side, but then I looked down and there's not the girl's division. Yeah. So <laughs> The Chapin girl's going to battle. It'll be Chapin against Sumter is what we're going to call this little rivalry. <laughs> She's going to win because I only eat two or three hot dogs. And I can't, you know. Well, here's the thing, man. I'm not for that. If it if it was just eating hot dogs, I could probably could do it. If it's got the chili and everything, I'd be fine. But it's the dipping the dag blame hot dog in the water and just shoving it. I, I don't know that I can do the water part in that bun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, maybe that's another podcast. Maybe we we'll need to, to get Willie say. involved in this. He, he's, you know, he's a champion hot he, dog. Dude. He is. I just don't know about the hot dog part of the of it for him. I mean, he's more about, about like a barbecue or something. You give him a barbecue sandwich, he'll eat the whole thing. And now Stan can make the briscuits, and we can put on a bun and see how fast oh, Willie can eat those. But anyway, I just thought that was funny. I, that's two rabbit holes we've been yeah, through well, today. That's two rabbit holes. Because Caroline walked in, I had to bring that up. But. Okay. Well, we were we were on TCU Oral Roberts tomorrow's game at two o'clock, and we're still waiting. This is where the advantage of playing on Friday comes into yep. uh, advance because um, the winner of today's games will have to play tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you'll have a winner-loser uh, of today's game, uh, seven versus the loser of yep. uh, game eight. Um, that's coming up. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with all that. None of these teams are, are bad. But all of the TCU really has surprised me. Yeah. And Old Robert, you know, being that Cinderella team, I, I expected them to play well, and they have. They haven't let anybody just get in their heads like Florida. I figured that'd be an yeah. easy win for Florida. Yeah. They were like, "Not nah, you gonna beat well, us?" They, they so. didn't. None of these teams are giving <laughs> up, and then we're seeing that in the late innings, in the seventh, eighth, and especially the ninth inning. How many of these one-run games have been won in their last at bat? Mm-hmm. And you know, you I think the biggest margin of victory has been three. I think that was when the LSU beat Tennessee. Uh, that Tennessee was six to three. three. Yeah, six to three. I game. mean that that's the most you know You're right, the, the largest of... I mean it's been six five ball games. Now the Wake games, Wake Stanford was like three two. Three two. And Stanford had that two one for a long time. And I, I think Wake won it in the ninth. Mm-hmm. So all, you're seeing quality baseball. Uh, I think some of these managers, they, they may get a little bit early pulling those uh, quality starters out. I understand what you're trying to do. You're trying to save that guy so you can get another game out of him. But if you don't win the one you're playing today, you might not be playing tomorrow. So um, put your best out there and let's go. Uh, defense has been tremendous. I, it's just Great college baseball to watch. It's been fun, man. Well, taking it. And uh, the crowds have been great. Huge. Omaha, that's one thing about Omaha. It's just so exciting. Speaking of which, Mr. Omaha was there. Did you see? He's probably there during this Tennessee game, too. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. He is. And Peyton Manning was up there uh, as well. Speaking of which, let's take a uh, a page out of uh, the book of of Jim Steele. As far as the game now, Stanford, Tennessee, who you got? Even though Stanford's up right now 2 0. No, they up. I think it's four nothing. Now. Yeah, they put they, so, they put some tree. It's four in there. I look, man. I am not putting a tree on my head like the fella did. I, I'm not rooting for a tree. Is that an evergreen or something? By the way, out there in, wow. in Stanford, fur, fur. I'm not with the fur or anything else either. So I'm not. But with me, with me saying that, I'm not an SEC guy. But I like Tennessee in that game. Um, this is the game I still feel like y'all should have been at. 
as <laughs> Clemson Tigers. Uh, so that that's where I'm at with that one. But I, you know, that game tonight, like like we're talking about that L the LSU, and that's going to be an incredible baseball game. And I, I don't understand. You might need to put eight runs up in that game, both teams. Well, you may you may be setting your uh, set. You go ahead and hit your record button because you may be this. This may be the first extra inning game we have You're right. in this tournament, and it could very well go a long ways. And we, you know, it's it's either going to go one of two ways. Is it going to be a blowout by one team, or both teams going to use just about every pitcher they got? And the next game, that's kind of where I'm looking. Spent. And, uh, that's where I'm know. looking to. So, like I said, you may have eight seven but then game it might us, Yeah, and it might be an eight seven ball game in nine, and the starting pitchers are complete games. Yeah. I mean, if the if the if the manager of the teams is willing to let him sit out there after he give up six or seven runs, if he's still throwing. Keep throwing him. I mean, you know, come on, guys. There's certain times you pull. And we have seen that. And I think some of those managers are probably like Virginia especially. Virginia, in two games, that manager pulled two guys, two of the pitchers, and they end up losing one-run games. And he's like, what did I just do? (laughs) But that's why why he makes Florida. And Florida almost made the mistake last night. They had one too many mound visits. Yeah. And so they had to bring out their normal – Big dollar closer, and all of a sudden you got a freshman that's coming in with two outs in the eighth inning. He gets four outs. He gets he gets the fly ball to end eighth, and I think the bases were loaded. And then he comes out and pitches the ninth, and and gets three outs. I mean, as a freshman, but the coach couldn't even go out there and say anything to him. Because he done had all his visits. The catcher couldn't go out there because they had done you. And that's one of those things I think we might ought to tweak it just a little bit. But uh. At least your catcher. Let's just say yeah. it. At least your – because that's the kid we've been talking about from Florida that is the freshman. And they sit uh, Caglione in between the eighth and ninth inning. And they sent him to the bullpen to warm up in case they had to pull the freshman out. Yep. They could put Caglione in as a pitcher. Well – Next thing you know, Florida's got a couple people on base. Caglione's supposed to be on deck, and he's running from the bullpen to the dugout so we can get his bat and get on deck. Good That's the Lord. kid that beat Carolina, that Waltrip, yeah. Hurston yeah. Wal- Waltrip yeah. or whatever. Another good game. That's the kid last night. I'm mm-hmm. I'm like you. I mean, it, sometimes, I mean, you know, and you're, you're like, man, this kid's only a freshman. I cannot leave him <laughs> in. And then he pitches another inning, and you're like, yeah. You're not coming out yet. <laughs> I'm going to let you pitch one more inning. So. Well, the winner of uh, the TCU Oral Roberts game is going to await Florida. Um, yeah. Florida has got what? They got uh, today off and tomorrow. tomorrow. So yeah. they get you know a couple days off they to kind of rest. And, as we call it. Yep, and we'll get to see what happens TCU Oral Roberts. Who comes out of that gets the Gators. Uh, I kind of almost would like to see TCU. I don't want to take a slipper off, but <laughs> I, 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 I think TCU Florida would be a better game as far as hitting-wise. Not that Or Roberts can't hit, but I mean, yeah. I think it would just be a different style game. But I, that game, like you said, the two playing tonight for, to get to Florida, they gonna let, they ain't gonna leave it. They gonna leave it all, all out on the field, man. Yeah. And Florida has shown in this tournament that they're a long ball hitting team. They can hit it a ton. Sully. Yeah. 
Well, and their pitching has been really their good. Been what solid. impressed me the most, though, um, you go back to that game that they, they played Oral Roberts, was their defense. Because mm. their, their pitching kind of let up a little in middle relief. An unbelievable and, shortstop. Yep. Rivera, he's just unbelievable. And what just bothers me is this is a team that Carolina had really no trouble with when we played them a couple of different times. Well, even in even in the regionals, I mean, it was two one-run ball games. It was. I mean, it could have went either way, and we were down we, players. That's so, right. I mean, I, that's uh, what I'm saying. It's just yeah. it's befuddling that, that, that they're still in this game, and you got a team like Virginia who's just total perfect team as far as like hitting and pitching, and they're, they're gone. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. they're out. So – no but and that's what concerns me with LSU. They've got the bats, but I just don't know if they've got the quality pitching going forward. If they can, if they can just get by. I mean, which is wait, I mean, wait. We know they got a ton of pitching. So tonight, just by what you just said, tonight you're saying LSU do or die tonight. They've got to win the game tonight. I think if they want to advance, right? Well. Would it be in double elimination? I mean, it's I, double elimination, so yeah. they're, you know. I mean, they, they can lose and still. They don't need to use up every arm they've got just to win tonight. Because if you don't, if you get beat, you're going to be playing again pretty quick. And, you play the next day. Yeah. yeah and the reason I say that is get, I think Wake, keep going. I think it's more pressure on LSU than it is Wake. I think Wake. Well, LSU's won seven, eight titles. Wake hadn't won you, one you're since right. in 50 or 60 years, so. But Wake has been able to handle the pressure so far. Now, they almost gave up the, the very first game of the <laughs> tournament with Stanford. I mean, yeah. they had to fight to come back to win that one. So, uh, how to have they dealt with the off-field stuff in between games now? Uh, LSU knows what to do. They've been there. They've done that. Uh, it's been a while since Wake's been there. Yeah. And that's what surprised me with Virginia. I thought Virginia could really hang in there and win the ball game. Um, but they go down 2-0. First team out yep. of the tournament out. all the way out. Yep. So we'll see what happens. But what's impressed me has been all the games have been one or two yep. runs. Yep. Yep. That, it hadn't and been any blowouts And at you all. can't – don't go to bed early. <laughs> because your team might be up, but you might wake up in the morning and your team done got beat. A lot of Let's runs being scored. Yeah. All right, well, let's uh, bring it a little closer to home as Post 20 was in action uh, last Thursday night. There's, I'll tell you about what happened today because they've postponed today's game, so I'll give you details on that. But they took on uh, the Greer Warbirds, uh, or Warhawks, I'm sorry, um, Post 115 on Thursday night, and, and it was a pretty good game. Um, Greer went up finally 2 to nothing in the fourth, and then uh, – uh, you had Hamby pitching, and he did well. They took him out in the, the middle of the fifth, I think. Um, and then uh, post-20 ended up surrendering three runs in the sixth and four runs in the seventh. Uh, that was there. But a, a couple of, of errors uh, out in the field in that regard. But, you know, this is a team that half the team wasn't there last week. So they're right. still yeah. trying to gel, still trying to get together. But the thing about post-15 is they hit it where you weren't. That, that's what, you know, you can't fault the players for not being able to get to the ball because they were line drives here and there. And the biggest player um, for post-115 was Caden Irwin. I think he's from Eastside uh, that was catching last night. Perfect 1,000 hitting. Um, I wow. mean, he, every time he got to the plate, it was a single. He did have a double. Um, and I think he also had a triple in that one. But, I mean, he was perfect from the plate. Almost a cycle, man, against, yeah. against a handy kid, yeah. which is amazing. 
So, I mean, you know, four for four overall, um, had two RBIs to go along with all of that. And every time he came up, it just provided more energy uh, for post-115. So we've got to see if post-20 can get back into it. They were supposed to play tonight uh, due to the weather conditions of all the rain, and they got more rain that's projected about 6 o'clock. That game has been rescheduled. It'll be tomorrow at 7 in hopes that we can get it in then. I, I doubt if it will, but it'll be at the Alice Mill Park at 7 o'clock. That's when it's been rescheduled for. Um, as well. And we're still waiting word on some of the other stuff, but we got some great games that are coming up later this week. When you look at Wednesday, Post 20 will be back home at Legion Field, 7 o'clock against Easley. They take on Anderson Thursday night, and this is going to be a big night because veterans are going to be allowed in free. It is Veteran God and Country Night. So veterans admitted absolutely free, uh, half price at the gate for uh, your church bulletin if you want to come in. So bring your church bulletin. You get uh, half off of the price, and the game starts at 7 o'clock. And then Friday, they take on Chapin Newberry, a team that uh, two, three years ago was the state champion. And that will be at Legion Field at 7 o'clock. So Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday over at Legion Field, you want to make plans to head out that way. And there again, we're hoping <laughs> the weather's going to cooperate because yeah, it, as of right now, it doesn't look really good. It don't look good for the rest of the week, really. But uh, we're all we're all pulling for post twenty. We, we are. We want yeah. these guys to win. We know Coach Hamlin can get it turned around. It, it's very difficult, and I guess that's the reason that things were handled differently when I played baseball back in the day, and and they don't do it now. Then they give you a choice. I didn't have a choice. You either went first week at the beach or else. You played somewhere folks. else, <laughs> and you you played. I mean, it wasn't they didn't give you the opportunity to go back and forth, back and forth. But I think it's the right thing to do now. And I think uh, if you start going back with stipulations, it's not what you want to do. So I like what you said about I'm, I'm gonna have I might have to borrow your table because this is what I'm gonna need to drum up my live support against live and take up <laughs> to these veterans that have fought for this country against these other countries. But, uh, anyway, we I think Coach Hamilton, we can turn around. Um, we know Mason Hammy can pitch. He's also a really good hitter. I don't know what he did last night to play, but um, we're they're in good shape, and it's just a matter of I, – I think that's the way it started last year, right? Because you were part of it last year. Uh, what, one and two, two and three to start, and um, then flipped it? They were almost undefeated last year. Oh, were they? Year, so, yeah, I mean, they, they went they, a long they way. Came out, so they, they came, came out, out on fire. Early. Yeah, they came yeah. out on fire last year. Yeah, so we're anxious to see what happens with all that. And then you look at uh, the ladies' softball. They suffered a couple losses to yeah. Aiken, so they're looking to bounce back. They'll do so starting on Wednesday. They'll take on Ridge Springs, 6 o'clock, in a doubleheader. And then uh, all the uh, juniors will be in action, of course, throughout the week on Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, that'll be the Wildcats and also the Eagles. And then post-20 junior Vikings, they've got three games, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. A lot of baseball, Stan. So, a lot of baseball. Lot of baseball. And, and the softball will be played at Greenwood High. Of course, the, the juniors play at Greenwood and at Emerald. So uh, the softball team is a much like the, the big boys they had for other reasons. I mean, the girls weren't at the beach, but they were in Aiken with the all-state stuff, yeah. north-south stuff. So uh, they were missing a couple of key players that may have hurt them in a couple of games last week. So hopefully they'll be, you know, we know they'll be back. Coach Montgomery will be back. So uh, we, we're we going to get back on our winning ways. We still want that third state championship. I was going to say, what, <laughs> we're at number two already, so let's yeah. bring three. Yep. Well, hopefully we can get things started on the right track because we've got to think, turn things around. They're 1-5 as of right now. Yep. So particularly at home, um, yep. you know, we get, we've got to get things turned around. Yep. So hopefully that will start this week is the plan anyway. 
Um, let's talk a little bit. and uh, Let's go to, to the high school football <laughs> coaches' searches and see who's right. going to be My where. Thursday's part, but it's on Monday. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to have plenty to talk about. Thursday. We we are. Berkeley uh, – um, or not Berkeley, Battery Creek finally finds a coach. They get Ed Sushi out of Buford, uh, the head coach that was there. Um, Buford ended up hiring Joe Watson, one of their assistant coaches, to fill that gap. And then um, the other one we were not sure was going to happen was Colton County, and they got Adam Kinlock uh, out of White Branch, the offensive coordinator there, and he'll fill in for Chris Howell, who uh, was the former coach. But we've got, I think, three that still haven't been found as of yet. So uh, Estill is still looking for a coach with Marcus Livingston stepping down, John Klein at MACB. Um, step down, so the, you know the the Macby's still looking there, and then Rich Springs Mineta, who's what about they were one of the late ones. Right, so it yeah. was late March, early April when their coach still one I figured on. would have been hired by now, but Colin County went with a with a former player. So and we talked about that earlier how we're seeing that happen more and more. The trend with with yeah. the trend seems to be if we can find an, a a coacher that as an alumni of the school, we're going to offer him the job and get him back in here and get us back to where we want to be. I want to think Sushi was, too, that went to Battery Creek from Buford. Mm-hmm. Well, they're both in Buford. But, yeah. So I think he was a former Battery Creek player also. So. And uh, what was it, last week we talked about um, – What's going on at Dixie with Mark Sorrow taking over there? That was a great hire. Uh, still, uh, you know, with McCormick, we don't know much about Leroy Coyer. That's going to be interesting. He was the defensive coordinator at McCormick. We'll see how he does as the new football coach. We'll see. Going to be fun. <laughs> um, but that's it. Three and one kind of sort of in around our area with Rinse Springs Banana. Mm-hmm. All right, it's Monday. We could also lose one by the time you go back I to Thursday. Hope not. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hope not. Yeah. It's every time we turn around. <laughs> We're in the summer seven on sevens now. Which Greenwood will? I don't know. Have you They're heard? Playing of, at ten o'clock tomorrow? tomorrow. Still, I I have not heard. Coach, if it's if been you canceled hear, us, give us a call. Yeah, so we're we're still planning on heading out there ten o'clock tomorrow morning, um, and hopefully, if it's like it was today, it'll be done raining by then, and yep. um, we might not play on that backfield, but definitely the you field, may, yeah. uh, turf field will work. I was. It was amazing that I could go on. At, I guess the one at USC they had at the practice facility last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate to say, well, it, they were at College of Charleston yeah, on well, Saturday. Well, they were at USC, I think, this Saturday. Okay. Well, they somebody was at USC because they were at the practice facility, and it was gapped, and they ended up winning the seven on seven thing, according to whatever I had on Facebook the other day. But um, looks like a pretty good football team. I don't, you know, I'm not going to talk. Gap the Indians or them, but they look pretty solid in that deal with the quarterback that they picked up from Charlotte, by the way. So mm-hmm. they recruit. <laughs> they recruit. <laughs> and then uh, I'm anxious to see what's going on, too. We saw in the paper that the index had uh, Dixie and Ware Shoals as well as uh, Emerald. Um, and and Wersholes up there, so uh, you know Wersholes is making making some progress and a lot of improvements. So they may be a force to be reckoned with against some of those private charter schools. I hope. I mean, like I said, that's at this point in time, this is what we need. We need to pull. We need to get these guys through this thing with these charters because I mean, before long, it can be happening to us too. But um, I, I look forward to it. I mean, that, that's just weird that I, if I was in. A charter school, I wouldn't want to go to Dixie. I can tell you that'd be the one school I'm not going to. I I play Cowan Falls. I play Wersholes. I play whoever. I'm not going to Dixie High School to play football. <laughs> it's just not happening. And Dixie, well, will, uh, well, play well Coach Sar, Coach Sar is going. 
you know, continue to trend that Coach Lawless has started. And uh, they're getting a new weight room facility over there. Of course, they're getting new classrooms, but uh, getting some new buildings built over there. So it's uh, sprucing up due west, yeah, man. Yeah. I'm anxious to see how the timing and everything is right now for Greenwood, too, with uh, the quarterback and the yeah. wide receivers and where they stand at, uh, as far as that goes. Because that, that, that's been intriguing with this new offense and spreading it out and how it's going to to play a factor. And this is the time now that you're getting acquainted with it. We saw Emerald already. They've got a year in, in under their belt in their new offense. This one's going to be somewhat similar to that. but. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it, it, the kids are excited about it. That's the thing about it. They're they're excited. They want to learn. Uh, is that timing going to be there by the time August comes around? More so than that, I think the fans are excited, Tom. I mean, I think you we heard enough of the complaints and the criticism last year to where they wanted to see a change. And hey, I, I compliment Chris on going ahead and doing it. But like I said, he watched his his buddy over there at Emerald just completely revamp that offense yeah. almost by putting in a passing coordinated game over there. Emerald became a different football team to where they used to, you know, you know, three three runs in a cloud of dust as it used to be back in the day. Um, when you change that dynamic and you're running to to open up that pass, that changes a lot when you can do it. And Emerald Emerald was very successful last year. Had they not played the schedule they played or been the conference they were in, they would have been a pretty successful football team. It's just the Chesters and the Chapmans and the who's the other one? I've been using Chester. that same. Clinton. Clinton was the other one. And, and But those are schools that revamped their offenses but a few years ago, so now they're, they're building especially. on that. Yeah. You know, Clinton so, especially. So. Uh, I think Coach Lionel will get – by the time they get back from team camp, they'll be ready to go. And, uh, and we'll I be ready. We'll, we'll, we might be a little bit disappointed in some of the seven-on-sevens that we don't even do really well in. <clears throat> but – is it about winning seven on seven or going up there and getting and getting what you I, need to take well, place? I, you know, it always helps when you win, but the coach is going to find things. Even if you won it all, he's going to find the little things that you need to work on. So uh, just keep getting better. That's the whole thing. Keep getting better. Like Tom said, work on the timing, getting everything down, the route running, be more precise. You know, make that sharp cut when you need to make it and, uh, make some of the tougher catches. That's the key. It, we we want to put everything on that quarterback and that new style system that we're implementing and all of this. Receivers have got to make it easier on that quarterback to help him out. And that comes with play calling. Well, it does. That's where I think you it, really see screens and draws and that well, sort of thing. You know, it's, it's a, it is a team game, and as much as the receivers can help the quarterback, the quarterback can help the receivers too. So, And it's all – this is all new to these kids, and let's let's let them get through the seven on seven camps. I think we said they had what seven or eight of them that they were going to, yeah. and then they'll have their team camp where coach is going to take them up and we'll make believers the out of yeah. them, and uh, they'll come back. They'll be ready to go come first game. Looking forward to it. Hard to believe it, man. We're talking about high school football and. Well, we're almost in July, so it's, it's, getting, it's close. getting close. It's yeah. getting real close. All right, we're in Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. Uh, you come by here, get the daily special. Today was cheeseburgers and fries. And then Thursday, when we come back, it is going to be the twice-baked potato with a ribeye steak sandwich. Um, and you can always come up here and get uh, – I just basically get the uh, – 
ham and turkey. It's a 52, 52. we call it. But it's, <laughs> but it's, a, it's, it's basically the hot ham and turkey on, on sourdough. It's just cold, not heated. So Now that we've, now that we've had this little thing with you and Caroline, we're going to start doing a podcast on Tuesday because that's hot dog day here. <laughs> we got to get you in June, Tom Carroll, because uh, she actually got a job here to compete in this competition. You haven't done that yet. So, But anyway, yeah, Tuesday's hot dogs, uh, Friday's seafood. Uh, they do shrimp and fish plate, and so there's always a special. And then, like you said, if you got a PT2 or something you really like, smell a—I can't remember what it was today. It was a BLT, but it was on something else, rye maybe. And it—it it, it looked so good when he came out. He said, "You just like bacon." I was like, "Yeah, I'm not supposed to eat it." <laughs> That's why I love it so much. But yeah, it's uh, good for you. <laughs> you won't find a bad meal here at Howard's on Main. All right, well, let's talk PGA because the U.S. Open got underway on Thursday, and we talked a little bit about it uh, with Jim when he was here. But out at Los Angeles, California is where it took place. Uh, concluded yesterday a $20 million purse uh, in this one. And walking away with 3.6 mil, our winner is Wyndham Clark, who came out of nowhere and ended up playing real well Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, what two eighty fourth and maybe thirteenth in the in the country, or thirteenth in the war with the rankings. Yeah, he picked up six hundred uh, FedEx points in this one. Here's the difference between Wyndham and a guy like Tommy Fleetwood, who I really like that could have won last week at at, at Canada in the Canadian Open. Um, he won at Charlotte last month. That was his first ever tour win. Mm-hmm. Now what you won? He got a million there. So this kid's month, he's got. Four mil in the bank in a little not, over a month. Not bad for eight right. days worth of work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I was a little iffy about the course, but it turned out to be a different. It's, it's a beast, yeah. I will say that. Well, there were some players, too, that were arguing over the fact of the uh, uh, how the, the, the atmosphere, I guess you would say, and the fan participation was um, saying that they thought that the – the members of that golf club ended up buying up all the tickets and they were the only ones allowed on the course or something of that nature. There weren't near as many fans at that PGA event as there have been in the past. You're in L.A., man. Do you really go to L.A. to go to a golf course? I do because I want to tell you something. I'm trying to sneak online and reach his house. I'm just telling you. I'm trying to jump that fence and jump in that. That guy, he has, what, 21 pools? Three indoor. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm trying to get in there. And, of course, you know, my buddy Hugh at the top of the hill, I'm, I'm trying to bust up in that place, too. <laughs> the Playboy Mansion's right there. But, I mean, if you look at the members of that club, Nicholas – or, excuse me, I was going to say Nicholas Cage, but it's uh, Aaron Rodgers. Um, <laughs> they look alike. So. They, they do. That's why I always joke about <laughs> it. But you got, you know, all your all your – Instinct and new kids on the block guys. They all have houses there. Lionel Richie was out there, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, um, Clint Eastwood was there, which, you know, he is Mr. Um, Pebble Beach. Uh, so I, I can believe it happened, but my thing is if I'm going to L.A., I'm, I don't care about the golf tournament out there. I, I don't worry about that because the golf course is right there with Rodeo. Mm-hmm. It, was a li- it was a who's who list of shopping. Women would have had a – Great trip out there because Rodeo and the rest of these drives are right there for shopping. I I, I don't know what would have happened. I mean, like I said, it wasn't there much golf going on, but everybody was going to them gift well, shops. If the, wives, if the wives went, <coughs> the, husband the, husband, the husbands had better be winning because Rodeo Drive is not a cheap place to I mean, every, every, anything every, for every 
strip was right there. <clears throat> yep. That's why it's never it, it's hardly ever played there. Yeah. Well, you saw Mick Jagger and his wife I have did. that Florida house up for sale for I three did. point something million. So uh, you can just run on down there and buy it. <laughs> I'm trying to get a Winter right. Simpson bill. Well, some of the play was really good. I thought Rory played extremely well. He at one point you were saying just. He couldn't buy a birdie <laughs> in all of this. And then what happened with Ricky Fowler? He was tied for second, and then all of a sudden Sunday hit, and we just saw the golf course win. Here's the thing about Ricky. I used to call him Richie Fowler, but I can't do him that way anymore. Golf is a head game case, and he's got his own personal demons for that. What I like now is Wyndham Clark, Ricky Fowler, they all have the same lady, the same woman now in the L.A. area that is their shrink, their personal golf shrink. And she's up there telling them that they can, they can't. It's almost like little Thomas the Train. I think I can. I think I can. I was glad to see Ricky come out and play the way he did Thursday because I'm, I'm, I'm. He's a lot younger than I am, but this guy, we all thought that when he developed the Puma brand, that he was going to be the next big star. Hasn't come close to that, and just the sheer fact to see him up there, and he was happy. Tom, he won seven hundred thirty-eight thousand dollars, and you could tell that was a relief. From a millionaire to win seven hundred thousand dollars in a tournament, not off endorsement deals, but actually what his play, you know, warranted him, and I think it's going to wake him up. I think look out, he plays good in majors anyway. He just can't get off of that hump to win one, but he'll be another guy that you should probably look at over at the across the pond, you know, in July for the Open Championship over there. But very proud of him. The thing about Rory is this is something I didn't realize. I thought I could drive a golf ball. <laughs> until Rory hits it. Stan, Rory had five drives over 370 in them four days. You know how close 370 is to 400 yards? <laughs> you got it. It's 30 yards. But, um, I, I thought I could hit a golf ball, but, you know, he's hitting 370, 375 yard drives. And I know he's got the clubs and that I don't have, but, I mean, yeah, he just broke my heart with it. And, I can't putt, though, Rory. I can, I can putt. So, <laughs> I got that on you. We'll see. And then Scotty Scheffler, he was probably my favorite for all yeah. of this. Um, he played well all weekend. He blew up, and he said he blew up. Mm-hmm. He and Rory both. I think I think Rory's more disappointed in the way he played at the end, the last two or three holes. Um, and I've never seen an 18th hole that was that wide. <laughs> Normally in a major, you know, you got about the size of that over there behind the bar over there. That's the size of your fairway. And, they, you know, they got one that's 85 to 90 yards wide. I mean, those cats were hitting everything. I mean, you know, Rory come up with the driver. He didn't care. Wendy Clark had a smart thing. He never pulled the driver but twice. So maybe that's what you do there. I mean, it's, it was well, a he, unique He course. took chances, though. There was one. He, oh, he did. There was one where, I mean, he got down on one knee hoping and praying that it would, it would hit the fairway, and it did. Yeah. If you had that Kakuya grass or whatever, you were in trouble. I had to look up something. I should have just text one of y'all to. I didn't know what marine layer was, but I kept hearing it. I had no idea what that was, so I had to look it up. And I didn't, then it, they told me what it is. So, so if you kept watching it, I, I had to look it up. You weren't the only one who didn't know what marine layer meant. But it's the, it's the fog that comes off of that water, off that Pacific Ocean, because it's cooler. So they call it marine layer, and it's almost yellow. It's almost like you're looking through a yellow mist, like those lights up there. So I, I you learn something new every day. So I mean, you know, you know, I'm gonna look it up and find out what it is, but. It was there all four days. I can't tell you that. 
All right. Well, congratulations to uh, Wyndham Clark. How do how, you know where does he go from here? Is he going to be in the in the European Open? Oh yeah, he'll go. Yeah, Open. he'll play in that. I don't even know what next tournament well, is. Well, he's got enough money he can afford to go you know, there. Oh yeah, <laughs> that that changes it. And here's the thing about that though, Stan. I mean, he that's not even the issue there because, like you said, they got the sponsors going to get them to the tournaments. Yeah. Now what they're doing is kind of like we we joked about. You know, if you ever had you drew money from something else, you had to pay it back. Yeah, um, that doesn't that doesn't happen here. But like I said, the round of the tournament was Fleetwood yesterday. A, a guy that was totally out of it. He shot sixty three by far the best round yesterday. And like I said, he still hasn't won his first tournament. Yet. He, he lost it last week at Canadian Open. So Tommy Fleetwood's a hot golfer. Has got to win sooner or later. You just he can't seem to win it. Well, and he's still one of the top ten golfers. Oh, he world, oh so. Tommy Fleet was. Like I said, be there for a while. And he's an English guy, so you better look at him in the open and coming up next month also. Four um, two. Uh, somehow Tennessee got on the boards. I didn't see yeah, it. Yeah, they've had two. Well, they space two. hits. Space so. hits. I don't see Stafford's it. warming up the bullpen, so that means. Ooh. That means he's going to start uh, scoring uh, some runs. Yeah. That 156 <laughs> man's fitting to come out. <laughs> the 156 pitchers have got him. Yeah. But anyway, that's just your update for that. All right, what else you got? Not a whole lot, man. Good weekend, USFL. Mm-hmm. Um, Birmingham, Skippy Holtz, they, they keep winning. Um, I, I'm interested in see like XFL, what these players, how many of these players are going to get contracts. We're still seeing XFL guys getting contracts, except DJ Swearinger. He's still in Washington. So if you're the, if you're the I was going to say Redskins, if you're the <laughs> commanders or whoever, he's already right there. Just go and sign DJ Swearinger. But um, Magoo that plays quarterback for uh, – the Birmingham Stallions is a, is just a stud. I, I would love to see him and Mac Jones competing for a job in New England. But, yeah, you're, the playoffs start. I, I, here's what I like about XFL and USFL. This was last week of the regular season. Playoffs start uh, Friday. So you don't get a full week to get ready for your playoffs. But uh, that'll be interesting. You know, some teams that, that were on the bubble, uh, they didn't make it in. Todd Haley's team in Memphis, the Showboats, that's who Willie was pulling for. Uh, they didn't win enough games to get in. So, although you play in eight games, you got to win them. You, you got to win, win enough to get to the playoffs, yeah, yeah. and that's when you see a New Orleans Breakers team that, you know, Birmingham was undefeated. New Orleans had two losses, and they won the, they won. Well, Birmingham won last year, but New Orleans is already the leading this year. So that's all I got, man. Been fun. Yep. Yeah, Braves are not in action tonight. You can uh, catch the game, a big game tonight. Uh, it's going to be taking place. Wake Forest, LSU, 7 o'clock. <laughs> that is the game. The that game of the game. night. Hey, unless you want to watch the Marlins and the Blue Jays, because we coming. We coming. <laughs> five games back. I, hey, I how believe far you. behind be all the Braves? Oh, we're five games back at the Braves. There you go. But so uh, still. if we were in the Central, we'd be leading the Cubs. I mean, well, Central two, or the uh, East. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say there's two divisions. I'm happy to be there. We winning games, man. <laughs> All right. Come out and visit the uh, good folks here at Howard's on Main. Get it on. Bring your family. Bring your office with you. They'll feed you right. Uh, he's Chris Cox. I'm Tom Carroll. That's Dan Spivey. We are the Lakeland Sports Guys. Have a great one.